We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too bad. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Bucks do win it all. Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there. Welcome to the Eurostep, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast, probably a part of the Eurostep Podcast Network, a.k.a. GSPN. And the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Ty Windish, one of your hosts, joined as always by the well-researched Rohan Kadi. I guess we're all a little well-researched with the Bucks on their deep coaching search, but Rohan in particular, a man of academia, always well-researched. How's it going, sir? Good morning. Good morning. I'm happy, happy to be here as always. Thank you for the kind introduction. Uh it still feels weird to be in off-season mode, Ty, but uh, before before we actually get into this, I want to dive into this a little bit, but uh, it feels a lot better now that the Celtics are getting punked. Yeah, I was going to actually, better. before you said it, I was going to jump in and say, well, at least our Celtics and Lakers colleagues will be joining us soon. I will say, and I should have tweeted it, and I'm a coward, so I get no credit for this now. When both series were 2-0, there was a part of me that was like, I think they're going to be 3-0, and they might both be sweeps. Like, it just – there were so many people saying after the first two games in Boston, like, oh, you can't write this Celtics team off. Oh, it's not over. And I was going, they're cooked. What are you talking about? If it was any other team but the Boston Celtics, would people really be saying that if Miami won both games in on the road? Like, what would the internet – would the consensus be if Miami won games one and two in Milwaukee – Oh, yeah, the Bucks still totally have a chance. No, of course they don't. You lose both of your home games in the conference finals, brother, you are cooked. Maybe they would say that. People were telling me the Bucks were going to win for way longer than I thought, although the honest thing is a conflating factor in that, that the Celtics don't have. Like, there's no... Yeah, the Celtics are completely healthy. Yeah. They just they just don't have me to go to their, their games and support them. I will maintain I'm undefeated in playoff uh, games at Bison. When we should we should start a fund, roll out a merch line where all the proceeds are just getting Rohan in in games. Uh, they don't I'm have down. they don't have euchre seats, so I don't know if we'd be able to swing it for all the playoff games. But 
but no, like the Celtics just they're they're gonna get swept. Yeah, they're gonna 100%. get swept. They're they're done. They're they've 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 been broken, just like the Bucks were by Jimmy Butler, who has been the second best player in the playoffs. Maybe the best player. Yeah. It wasn't it's not even by Jimmy. Like Jimmy, like in this last game, had like what twenty three points on like five of fifteen shooting or something. But like, he did one Al Horford timeout thing that oh was the coolest moment of the game. That was that was like you can't you have to respect it. He's exercising demons, it. dude. He literally is. I mean the Knicks it's, no one cares crazy. about, but yeah. Uh, except all the Nick fans. Yeah, uh, of course, which yeah. we love. Uh please don't come after us. I indifferent. <laughs> uh, but the the funny did you see the angle where it's like he's right he's doing it right in front of Al Horford oh yeah it, it's, and like Al, like Al Horford is like looks like he's about to do something like bro like no one was going to do something when you did it <laughs> I just and think... hey instead of maybe for doing something maybe stop taking PEDs and like okay that's unsubstantiated oh. that, is, that is just that, <laughs> I should say that is I just I love how that. you called out your own claim yeah Rohan uh, saying Al Horford's been to Germany with a deer antler spray. I see it. He's, allegedly. He's, Not even allegedly. Yeah, he's just, he's just the right taking word. some trips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Well-traveled <laughs> man. Uh, but yeah, it's like Al Horford, how about make some shots? Yeah. How about like stop being down 30 or points? Or don't. I'm, not, I'm fine if he doesn't want to. It is fun yeah, watching fine. Boston lose like this. Yeah, and they're going out sadder than the Bucks, and I love it. Last thing on this before we get to actual Bucks stuff. Uh, this has not changed my opinion on the Bucks, like the 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 fact that they needed a new coach. I think, you know, the way they melted down kind of enabled part of this heat run in a lot of ways, and also it's just unacceptable to be this good. Like it's it's because the Celtics are going out horrendous. It does not make it better that the Bucks did. Like it's still you're still going out horrendous against a less talented team, although. I don't think the Heat are this like crazy underdog story. I think they're just really good. And for whatever reason, they had a really weird regular season. They didn't shoot the ball well. I don't really know exactly what happened. I mean, that basically the same team was the one seed the year before. So I don't think this is just a case of like, oh, it's a bunch of bad players who got hot. I think they're a good team who kind of played possum all year somehow and just figured some stuff out. And now they're incredibly well coached and they're on a bit of a heater for sure. I don't think it's this crazy though. Like, like I'm not surprised they're still doing this after they beat the Knicks. I was like, I think they will beat the Celtics. I don't think they'll win the finals right now. Denver looks like another level, but I I don't think it's going to be a decisive finals for Denver. That's for sure. The Heat are very good, but yeah, the co- I think Denver would be favored. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, they should be. They've they've been a buzzsaw the whole playoffs. I mean, so the Heat. Yeah. Just just two buzzsaws, and also like. The ratings police are just mad that they. I could not care less. Like, yeah, people act like the NBA is gonna fold if it's Nuggets Heat. First off, maybe it'll be good for the league if they have to learn how to market a finals again. I'm oh, down also, for that. by the way, by the way, Lakers Heat was the lowest rated finals in decades. Yeah, well, remember that? The ball. I, I, you can't count bubble. I mean, apparently you can. Uh, fair, fair. People do. Um, but do you, does this change your opinion on the Bucks needing a new head coach? No, it does not change my opinion. I mean, they, they need a new voice. They, they yeah. need a, they needed to change something. How yeah. about that? I don't, I don't know if it was necessarily a coach or what person, some personnel combination, but they needed to change something and yeah. they did. 
Yeah, well, so far. And it doesn't, yeah, and it doesn't help that it's this, a lot of this heat run is just Eric Spolster running circles around everyone else. I was going to say, I feel like I look at coaching as more important watching this heat run because Tibbs is a good coach and I believe that's going to be like the longest series they played in the East, right? It was six, wasn't it? It was six, yeah. I don't think the Celtics series almost went seven. Yeah. And I think Tibbs has bet Tibbs had a, did a pretty good coaching job this year. People try to simplify it. It's just like, oh, Spolster versus Tibbs. Spolster will win. That Knicks team. I think we both agree. Not a great team overall. Julius Randle, playoff underperformer. Yeah. And when you have a guy like Bam to go up against him too, it's like, okay, good luck. Um, but, I mean, Missoula clearly in over his head. Bud dealing with a lot, including the loss of Giannis. And, of course, the personal life uh, outside of basketball. And Spo just burns through them. And I do think, you know, if there were different, I'm not even going to say better. People get all so upset. If there were different coaches at the helm of Milwaukee and Boston, I think those series go longer. And it's just the, the kind of thing where there's this popular belief. I think Bill Simmons popularized this, that, you know, there's like three coaches that make a difference. There's like three that are horrible. And then the rest are all just interchangeable. Maybe to a certain extent that's true, but the right fit and the right voice at the right time makes a big difference. And I think when you see guys like Darvin Ham, Mike Malone, Spo get their teams to, I think, overachieve. Like I think the Lakers have overachieved, even if they are going to get swept here. I think you see how much that matters. And I think despite, you know, maybe the loss not looking as bad now, I still think it's bad for the Bucks the way they lost. I mean, even if this, when this Heat team goes to the finals, it's still bad to lose in five in the first round when you're supposed to be a championship contender. So I, I, I have felt no change in my resolution that it was time for a new coach. I think the facts are still undeniable. You still, I mean, if they had gone out sad in five to Boston last year, we wouldn't have been happy then either. And that team went to the finals. Like there's levels to losing, even if your opponent is not as bad as we thought they were. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Like there's there's a lot there's a lot uh that goes into it and it's um yeah, they, they just they just needed a change. I I'm, I'm unwavered in my in my choice. But maybe yeah. maybe don't get a guy who watches the town four times a week. Yeah, at least a better movie. <laughs> at least find someone who watches. Why can we get like is that not like put you insane. on a watch? Like that should put you on a watch list. Ah, like dude, that should, you should be a, you should be on the no fly list. Wait, I need to. We need we need something from Adam here. I need. To, I'm gonna message him. He's not on the pod. Have you ever watched a movie four times in a week? Yeah, Adam is our movies a, guy. Like he's yeah. obsessed with cinema. It's his true passion. Basketball is in sports and podcasting, but loves loves no, it's loves film. cinema. It's yeah, film. it's film. <laughs> Have you ever Make sure you uh, listen to Make Time for this. Uh, find that link at gspn.info where Adam and Andrew go through all things film. And it, I, 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 th- I would say Adam probably has as part of like studying it. There's no way like multiple times in the same year. A- every week. Like it's ridiculous. The, if you don't know, Joe Mazzula apparently watches The Town four times a week. Adam says never. <laughs> never That's psychotic. That's psychotic. <laughs> Expert opinion for the pod. That is, uh, wow. So yeah, Celtics uh, yeah. coach Joe Mazzula. You know, Kobe was watching Animals Hunt or whatever. Joe Mazzula is just spooling up the town. Kobe would watch. Kobe was insane in a different way. He would watch like a, a, a cheetah hunting a gazelle, and that would inspire him to play basketball. I don't know, man. 
Black Mamba. You got to do stuff like that if you're going to give yourself a nickname and actually have it stick. That's all I'll say. But You know what my basketball nickname is, Ty? What's that? It's the Brown Mamba. Nice. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Sounds good. I'm Steph, <laughs> Steph Fleury over here. But I've, I had one other thing. Oh, I'm excited. I, I think I can enjoy the finals no matter who wins. Uh, I've honestly – Joker's won me over. I think I, I looked past his fan base being annoying and just like started to appreciate the man himself. And I'm like, that guy hoops, dude. Like he's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible. And it's like it's honestly a dis like I'm I'm very glad it's happening because yeah. it's exposing people who don't actually watch basketball. Yeah. Like there there've been people with MVP votes who are like, Yeah, this is my first time watching him play and he's really yeah. good. And it's like, what? Excuse me? And and Jimmy on the other side. I think Jimmy getting a ring. I, I've always loved prefer, Jimmy. I would prefer if it's someone from the West. Yeah, I would too. But I, I don't like I, I, my own personal agendas. I would much rather though have it be the Heat than like the Celtics or Sixers. Oh, absolutely. Like absolutely. I, I won't be that upset to be honest with you. And you know, I, I've just always respected Jimmy the way he plays, how bad he wants to win. So if he gets one as the guy on his own team, I think that would be awesome for him. So. Uh, really, I'm really excited about this matchup, presuming there's no 3-0 comebacks on either side. Uh, I think it'll be a great finals. But do you want to talk any more about um, what we've taken from this playoffs for coaching? I know we kind of hit that. Or should we get to some reporting on the Bucks that we can let's, zoom let's, through? Let's talk, some, let's talk reporting. So there's been three, I believe, official new interviews or interest in interviews conducted since our big coaching pod which if you haven't listened to go check it out it's like the last one on this feed the gspn mega coaching pod or whatever i called it where we dove through like 10 or so people maybe more than that nick nurse is one of them so we did talk about nick nurse last time the other two will weaver and frank vogel and we might have actually mentioned vogel briefly but he was not reported interviewed yet he is basically the other head coach to win a championship who is available. So as although I'm not super inspired by him and I think he overlaps with Bud in too many different ways, he's a guy you want to see the Bucks interview just to get his take and his ideas. Maybe he has awesome ideas on utilizing Giannis and this offense. Who knows? Glad they're interviewing him. And then Will Weaver, longtime Nets assistant. He's been a head coach in Paris, I think, this last season. He's been the head coach of the Long Island Nets, so Weaver has kind of been all over the place. Another interesting assistant, although technically coming from an international league right now. Uh, what are your thoughts on a nurse finally getting the interview or the other two candidates? I know we've talked about this before, but nurse doesn't really move me that much. Yeah. Uh, in terms he, of a candidate for the Bucks, He moves me to want to watch more Brewers than Bucks. is where he moves me. <laughs> Make sure you uh, listen to Cruising for a Bruising. Again, yeah. find that like at gspn.info. Yep. Uh, hey, the Brewers won in Tampa. That's fun. A game, not the series, yep. but well, yeah, they they won a game. They won a four 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 games, uh, four losses in Tampa this season. One of them. That's uh, a good stat. The Brewers. That's a great stat. Look at look at Rohan Cruising expert Rohan. I'm 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 out here. I'm out yeah. here because it's uh it, it's Brewers time, unfortunately. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's only only unfortunate because the Bucks are done early, is what you mean, yes. of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, Nick Nurse doesn't really move me that much. Uh, as we've talked about the personnel issues that he's had, 
uh, in terms of like actually interacting with the players, his stupid hats, yeah, uh, the hasn't, way he plays basketball, hasn't like, really he had a great basketball. Yeah, hasn't had a great offense since Kawhi, basically. Exactly, and that's what the Bucks really need is like a revitalization on offense because they're pretty much set on defense. <laughs> like they've been yeah. set on defense. Like that's not an issue that they've been having even in this postseason run where they flamed out. Defense was not the issue. Realistically, it was offense. I know Jimmy was torching him, but it was still it was still the offense that was the issue. I thought you were um, going to say when you said that's what they need. I thought you meant Kawhi, and I was like, yeah, agreed. I that mean, yes. Like, yeah, can we? Add I mean, him? that if you want to go get a Clipper and it's not Ty Lue, maybe go get Kawhi. Maybe yeah. go get Paul George if you want to. Like, I'm fine with either of those options. We'll we'll go on Paul George's podcast if the Bucks get him. Oh we my vow. god, it's good. Have you it listened is. to it? Yeah, he does it's long really episodes. Good. He's kind of yeah. a pod sicko. He's good at it. Uh, yeah. What was it? Uh, but yeah, Nick Nurse doesn't really move me. Frank Vogel's probably like the only other probably quote unquote serious candidate because yeah. uh, as we've talked about before, it's probably the safest option to go with an established head coach in the NBA. Not to say that Will Weaver has not been a head coach elsewhere, yeah. but just in the NBA circles. Frank Vogel obviously le- leading the Lakers to that 2020 uh, NBA title in the bubble, which I guess we just have to consider valid at this point, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. That sucks. I hate that. I missed that bit already. Um, well, I mean, people will never let the bit die. We know this. That's true. I mean, to be fair, they are completely different rosters. Yeah. It's just the the main guys have stayed for each team. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Frank Vogel, again, probably that the same issue with Nick Nurse, in my opinion, is that it's it's he's more of a, like, he's known for his defense. Yeah. Well, I think... That issue the same. I think culture wise, he's better, and I think he way really, better than Nurse. He got great buy in from those Lakers teams on defense and and coached them well. He got LeBron well. to play defense all season long. Yeah, uh, which has not happened since, and probably won't. Well, now it really just can't because of age. But um, but yeah, again, as you mentioned, that's just not really the priority for what the Bucks are looking for. But you know, I I like bringing him in for the interview. Weaver, I, for a lot of these assistants, except for one notable exception that I I think I'm joining you on, uh, I just don't know enough to really have a strong take. I guess Kenny Atkinson's an assistant that we really like, but he's been a head coach before in the NBA, which is a huge differentiator than these other guys. You know, would I uh, pick it serve if it's Will Weaver? No, I would be pretty surprised though. So the one I mentioned that I kind of changed my mind on. Chris Quinn, watching yep. watching game two of Heat Celtics, just like I, I don't buy the Spo 2.0 stuff. I really don't. I just think it's very easy to say that when you work with the guy and you like him. It's impossible to know. It, it really is. But taking a, a gamble, a swing to try and build what, something like they have, and we've talked about Bucks culture. You know, it's been real. Everything else, Bucks culture had a horrible showing in the playoffs, and I do think – the, probably the biggest thing that they need that the Heat have that they don't are two things. I mean, one, you hope that he's a great in-game adjuster and he learned that stuff from Spo. That again, that's the part that it's like maybe I, I don't put that much stock in it. We just don't know, and I, I don't like I don't think Spo can just teach other coaches to be Spo. I just don't think. Well, it well, works here, that way. here's the thing. Here's the thing. So according to someone who's close with the team, yeah, with the Miami Heat, uh, what Chris Quinn he shadows Spo, yeah, everything. Everything like for all active head coaching duties, like they are like they want him to be a head coach, yeah, and they want him to be spelled because he's literally been doing 
everything Spo does. And this has been different from other assistants in the past with the Miami Heat, because this is the first time they're really doing this. And uh, apparently as he came up, like we've talked about this, uh, he was primarily responsible for player development, especially with guards. So that's the that so that's the thing that I that's the reason I buy into it more, and I'm more excited. I, it's it's I think he's probably going to be a good coach. I just I, I want to temper expectations that Chris Quinn gets hired, and he's you know Spo is the the best coach in the league right now. I don't want people to oh we immediately have the second best coach in the league right now. Maybe that would be great. I, I just I don't think it works that way. The player development side, and that I think is kind of the kind of the nuts and bolts of heat culture. I mean, the work and everything. I'd love for him to bring that. And I think that, you know, you can bring to a certain extent. And especially when you have Giannis as your primary player. I mean, I think you could easily get Giannis to buy into a culture of more work and make it more of a team-wide thing. Like I don't think there would be much resistance there. The player development side that apparently Chris Quinn has been influential in, as you say, that's the thing where it's like, okay, when's the last time the Bucks? have gotten a young player to actually grow and be part of the rotation. Like they found these guys like Pat Connaughton, you know, Javon Carter now, who were kind of just floating around the league that they brought in and kind of improved. But those those guys aren't like from the draft, which that means they're not as cost controlled usually. They are. They have been pretty affordable the last few years. But it would be great to have a true young pipeline of players who can have years and years of helping and, and being – I mean they were talking on the broadcast – I mean, Jay Cole apparently made this connection, but Caleb Martin comes in there as a two-way player and they just enable him and they make him a little better and he shines. I mean, you watch Gabe Vincent win them games, Max Struess win them games. Like these are random players. Duncan Robinson. I mean, he's maybe lost them some games last year with that contract, but has had huge moments for the Heat. These are all just guys they found and built. The Bucks don't do this enough. And I think Adding that, especially, you know, all the reporting and all the dire new CBA talk, right? Oh, they're not going to have these tools. You know what would be great to do? Get a coaching staff and system in place that prioritizes developing young second-round picks, undrafted guys. You already got Marge on here who could use some more work. Like that stuff is like, okay, that's very interesting. I feel like people have kind of put that aside in this coaching search as like, well, you know, they're already an established team. Like, that shouldn't be the priority. I mean, I, I don't want to have two more good years. I, I want to have a good decade with Giannis, and I think they're going to need to develop a lot better for that to happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Like You need to have a, a infra- an infrastructure in place to continue winning games. Like It can't just be like, okay, once this core is done, it's done. You know, like you have to be able to keep on balancing that. You have to have sustained success year after year, roster over roster. And that's what that's what the Heat have done. And I think uh, I I don't think it's necessarily us like looking at this through 2023 playoff colored glasses, because obviously like it's 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 tough not to say like, oh, yeah, look at what the Heat are doing. We want to be like the Heat. Of course, every team does like they every team wants to be like this. But it's just been like decades of sustained success. And you just there's there's reasons for that. And you want to be able to poach some of the guys who are responsible for that so you can create your own little mini ecosystem in Milwaukee, like player development. And like it's even it's not even just the player development. What like here, let me ask you this time. What about the heat offense are we really enthralled? Like, are we really like infatuated with? It's their guard play, right? And it's it's like he like if you if you are developing guards to play a certain way, obviously you're develop developing them to play within an offense that is elite and that has been elite. Obviously, you can't teach. Hey, why don't you just go make every shot? Like, hey, Duncan Robinson, go shoot above seventy percent from three in a playoff series against the Bucks. No, I'm not still mad, Ty. Uh, but it's just like, yeah, he's also he's responsible for developing guards, but he's responsible for developing guards in a way that lends itself to elite playoff offense, which also feeds into the Bucks issue that they faced this year and have faced in previous seasons in the playoffs. So, yeah, sign me up. He's the one assistant I want. He's the one assistant you want to get. Yeah, it's Chris Quinn, baby. The Heat since Spo took over, assuming they win one more game out of four will have gone to the conference finals in seven of his 15 years as head coach. And it's like, sure, there's the four Heatles years. Since then, like, they just haven't had all that much talent. I mean, there's years they missed the playoffs too. But seven out of 15 years going to the conference finals and presumably going to – they've obviously already are in the conference finals this year. This will be supposed sixth finals trip in 15 years. Like, that's – Really hard to do, man. You only had LeBron for four of them. You know, that people can write off those years if they want. And I think also the Heat sticking with Spo through that is one of the big, like one of the huge flashbulb moments of the NBA over the last decade. I mean, imagine if Pat Riley folds and coaches that team. Where, where do they end up? Where does Spo end up? I mean, 
It really shows you how strong that would be nice. Uh, organizational culture is, but yeah, I agree with what you said too. You know, Chris Quinn, the only assistant who's never been an NBA head coach, who I'm all that interested in. Um, I, again, that's not saying we're totally against every other assistant. Maybe they, uh, we just don't know enough about the others, and we we're not in the interview room, of course. Like if Charles Lee blows them away, if you know Will Weaver, whoever else is like seems to just be really bright, have the perfect plan. You know, maybe that's a great hire. We won't know. It's always risky, though, and being able to port some of that heat culture over, as much as people may hate that that um, term, is going to be very helpful if if Chris Quinn is able to do it. So he also wouldn't. He wouldn't even be the youngest coach in the NBA. Like he's thirty nine years old right now. Yeah, and he still wouldn't be the youngest. If Charles Lee gets a job, I think he's thirty eight, so he'd be a year younger still. But yeah, but. Uh, who is it? Uh, isn't Will Will Hardy's thirty four? I believe. Oh wow! Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, I think they might have had a player on the team at the start of the year older yeah, than him. No, yeah, Will Hardy and Joe Missoula are both thirty four. One 50, of them watches the town four times. A fifty week. fifty chance of getting a really good thirty four year old head coach if that's if that's the age you go for. Um, Mark Dagnall's thirty seven. Taylor Jenkins thirty eight. Yeah, some young coaches in the league these days. Young, good head coaches. Only one of them is not good. And Missoula, out, of yeah. Those, yeah, out of those four, like Will Hardy, Mark Dagnall, Taylor Jenkins, those are good head coaches. Well, that's a, you know, those were guys who were all assistants when they were brought in. So, you know, maybe an assistant's the right move. I, I don't want to rule that out. I just don't think we know enough about them besides Chris Quinn, who the Heat are very high on. And, you know, clearly with what's going on in Miami right now and what has gone on there. Seems like a good, if he really is this, you know, crafted heat coach, seems like a good one to give an opportunity to. For sure, 100%. Do we have uh, anything else on Chris Quinn? No. Have some other coaching news, though. Let's do it. So first bit, and a lot of this is from Jim Ozarski's article that went up Sunday from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Great article, Inside on the Bucks coaching staff. I did not brief Rohan, so Rohan's going to react to some of these things live. The first one, not really a bomb. You might have seen this already. Kelvin Sampson is pretty much out of the race. Um, he's organized, like he's uh, doing an extension with Houston. So maybe a little bit of a favor to him there. The second one, though. For one, one thing. Yeah, yeah. How is Kelvin Sampson out of the race before Mark Jackson? Because Mark Jackson, no one wants to extend him in his current job. So there's, you need that, you need that <laughs> momentum. Okay. But I'm Mark Jackson. And I think probably Samson too. This was a quote I found really interesting from Jim Mozarski's article. Quote, one longtime NBA executive who has made head coaching hires told the journal Sentinel that with the advent of virtual meeting rooms, having such an expansive interview list in the early stages isn't as big of a commitment as it would have been in the past. The executive ad added that many times, some interviews are done out of courtesy to friends and colleagues or to give potential future head coaching candidates an early look into what the process actually entails. I don't think many of the Bucks interviews were that. I'm sure they were focused on making the right interviews as part of this. I certainly think the reason Mark Jackson keeps getting interviews is he has friends around the league and obviously, you know, ADSPN and everything. And I would think Kelvin Sampson might have been kind of the same deal there. But what are your thoughts on that quote? I mean, that's that it makes sense. It obviously makes sense. Uh, I'm hoping uh, the, it, it makes sense that a Mark Jackson interview is just a favor because why else would you do it? Why yeah. else would teams keep doing it? Again, I'll say this. 
have you listened to him talk about yeah. basketball on ESPN and ABZ? Like, just, that, that should be a disqualification immediately. Imagine he gets um, the job at the end of pods. You have to do, Mama, there goes that pod. I would rather, I'm not going to say what I'd rather do. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hand down, pod down. I think we you, will I think talk to you done. next time. <laughs> We'd be done. I would quit. <laughs> if I had to say hand down, pod down, I'd quit. Like, I love this, but I'd be done. What if, what uh, if we switch it to pod down, man down? Pod down, man. That would be us. Yeah. Yeah. The man down would be the snipers trained on us so that are yeah. forcing us to say pod yeah. down, man. Because that's the only way you can get me to say that. Um Oh, my God. Please don't hire Mark Jackson, I swear. So, I guess the um, other bit of news I didn't, no, I didn't but, put in no, here. Sorry, I, I, no, I didn't yeah. finish talking go about ahead, that. Go ahead, go uh, ahead. But the, the part about uh, giving uh, giving uh, head coaching candidates in the future uh, a better look uh, at what the interview process is like speaks very highly of the Bucks organization and how they, they want to treat everyone well. They want to give everyone like a great opportunity to learn and expand and have upward mobility in this league. And I think that's a great thing. Yeah, and I, what I forgot to mention before this was um, Jake Fisher reporting, I believe on Sunday or maybe on Saturday, that the belief around the league was the Bucks were progressing to a second round of interviews over the weekend. So probably means those are all not all done yet. And we have not gotten any sort of a list on what the second round actually looks like. But it does seem like they are now narrowing down after casting the wide net that everyone has joked about because it was way too wide. Um, and actually, this coincides with how I was looking. It's been about five days now since we've gotten a new interview. So that does make sense. We're not We're not seeing them flood out anymore. So we don't know. We'll obviously update as soon as we do know what that second group is and what names are included. And usually those things do kind of roll out over time, but it seems like there is some progress. So that's per Jake Fisher. Here's uh, another, I think, a little juicier bit from Jim at the Journal on the coaching search. Quote, a league source familiar with the Bucks search said they felt like, so this is, you know, maybe it's a little outside of the Bucksy, but this is obviously me adding this part. Um, but, I, you know, I certainly trust Jim's reporting. So... A league source familiar with the Bucks search said they felt like Horst liked to coach with a bit of an edge when it came to their style, but Budenholzer's stiffness wasn't limited to the whiteboard either. Going forward, there is a desire among some Bucks players that the next coach be able to connect a bit more personally. Did oh. not expect to hear that. No. I would certainly guess Bobby Portis was one of the players, given his tweets about Darvin Ham and liking tweets about him not playing enough. But multiple players, and again, you know, this is Jim Ozarski, uh, a great veteran reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Don't think any of this gets out there if it's not, you know, confirmed and not just one player with a gripe about his minutes. So I, I always thought Bud was oh, sure. a, a player's coach who was really well liked. And I think for the, by and large, yes. But between, you know, Giannis didn't exactly, uh, uh, you didn't stick up for him. No, uh, saying they didn't make enough adjustments and and other things, and really not. I think in the way he has in the past had stuck up for him more. Uh, now we get this report. We've seen Bobby on Twitter. Uh, find it fascinating that you know Horace is looking for 
more stylistic edge, which I assume all, means offense by and large, and someone who's going to connect more with the players, really would not have would not have ever expected this to come out from a major Bucks centric publication. What are your thoughts on that? It is very interesting for sure. It's probably the most uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of um, it's the most aggressive, maybe not aggressive, but it's like. Probably the most negative thing we've heard come out of the players in this Bucks team during yeah. this entire run uh, of sustained success. Like, this has got to be it, right? That's the most negative thing we've ever heard come out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think so. There's there's never been any, like, rumblings besides Serge Ibaka, I guess, Yeah. of, like, guys being upset. By the way, I, uh, it's still hilarious to me that Serge requested a trade and never got signed. <laughs> like, uh... hilarious. I guess it was Thon, Jason Kidd, or was Bud? Uh, Thon, 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 Thon was the other yeah, one. Thon, yeah. Two trade requests from two guys who are no longer in the league. And I think immediately for both, pretty immediately for both of them. Thon might have played with his next team, but yeah, he played with the played with the Pistons. Pistons, but yeah, and he he played against the Bucks. They they played the Pistons in that first playoff series. Oh yeah, and they I got absolutely that. dunked into oblivion like yep. seventeen times by Giannis. Yeah, Giannis uh, was not thrilled with him in that series. Uh, <laughs> He just one of my favorite dunks of all time from Giannis is in that Piston series where he literally doesn't need to put any force and just backs Thon up like under the basket and just throws it down. Yeah, like, do, was, you, do you remember what play oh, I'm yeah. talking about? I, yeah, I yeah. remember a couple of them. I, that the pit, Dwayne Casey, that was aggressive of you. Yeah, just putting Thon out there. To be fair, he didn't have a lot of other options. No, uh, but yeah, we haven't really heard any negative things come out of the Bucks in terms of like a group mentality. We've been we like Thon, like Serge, those are two guys who like were trying to further their own careers and not like actually respective of the team dynamics because yeah. those weren't dealing with the team dynamics. This is dealing with the team dynamics. If you have multiple players saying, Hey, we we need a guy who needs who can connect with us more, who wants to play with more of an edge in John Horse case, uh, or coach yeah. with more of an edge. That's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it also it also uh, leads credence to the fact that this was not just a reactionary decision. It was something that was in the works for a little bit. If players yeah. have been fed up for a little bit, well, I would love to know. And obviously, there's a, some obvious reasons why we won't. But I would just even love to know, like the stature on the team of guys saying that. Because I do think, you know, if it's Bobby Portis, Javon Carter, and you know. Uh, George Hill's gone now, but right, like guys who saw their minutes reduced, Jay Crowder maybe said that, right? Like that's one thing and still not good, but it's like, okay, the guys who didn't play as much in the playoffs, you know, would like to have more of a connection. That's pretty obvious. But if it's like, you know, Chris Middleton saying this, if it's Pat Connaughton, like Giannis, of course, like if it's someone who, you know, is there in the rotation, I guess Pat was out of the rotation for a bit too, but you know, if it's one of the players, Drew Holiday, who's playing every game and they still felt that way, I'd find that, you know, even more, I guess, damning. Um, I will say not a great quote to read if you are a Nick Nurse for the Bucks coach fan, because I don't think I don't think you go out of bud and then go to the guy who's been throwing his players under the bus left and right for two years. If you're looking for someone who's going to make more personal connections, Um I, we'll see. I think that would be a little silly if that's the higher after this comes out. Um, but yeah, I think really fascinating and insightful. I, my eyes popped when I read it first. I was like, oh my God, like multiple players putting that out there is is not something I would expect to read at all. 
No, not at all. Especially like just given the positive vibes that the Bucks team has had for the last couple of years. It's, yeah, it's it's a little concerning, uh, but and makes this head coaching search ever ever more important. Well, I mean, yeah, it does, and you know, it's easy to be positive when you know you win it all in twenty one. Everyone acts tough when they're up. Yeah, and then twenty, you know, twenty two. Okay, you have kind of an excuse. Twenty three, you can say we do too. We're not buying the excuses. They had to be a lot better, and they just weren't. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be a big summer. I don't think just the coaching hire. I think there's going to be some other changes as well, and it's going to be fascinating. We have a, another bit of news. I think we can credit GSPN or Jordan Trusky with this officially. He did ask the question of Mark Stein and a Mark Stein mailbag. Um, you know, didn't report this. Mark Stein did the reporting, but I think we can credit Jordan with getting the, the nugget of info that then made the rounds across Bleacher Report and everything else. So here's the quote from Mark Stein, and we will discuss. Quote, Jordan. See, that's Jordan Trusky. The working assumption around the league is that both Middleton and Lopez, Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, of course, will stay in Milwaukee. But even that comes with considerable uncertainty because A, no one knows yet how much it will cost to resign them. And B, if the Bucks will have any flexibility to make the moves they need to make to freshen up the rest of their roster. So honestly, not nothing all that surprising in here. But it is nice to hear, again, that the Bucks are expected to retain those guys. Usually, like the James Harden situation, if other teams realize there's an in with a player of those guys' caliber, you know, it can get out there, or at least certainly the opposite of that does not get reported like it is here. Um, but it does make sense that there's not much certainty yet because, you know, there's so much up in the air right now. And with the Bucks situation, with those guys' situations, Chris obviously still has a player option. So um, maybe not groundbreaking, but I think still good to read positive news. For sure. It's 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 always good. Like with the way the Bucks' salary is structured, the way the cap is, uh, their, their, their salary sheet is structured. If you want to replace Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez, good luck because you can't. <laughs> Uh, so you, you want to keep the good talent and especially guys who have proven time in time out. Yeah, they'll, they'll perform when it comes playoff time. Like Chris Middleton for all the, all the bad vibes this, this season and all his, uh, in, not bad vibes in the sense like he wasn't playing at his top Chris Middleton self during the regular season. He was dealing with a lot of injuries in and out of the, uh, lineup a lot. Uh, for all that, he came to play in the playoffs. Like he, he, he was ready. Uh, unlike some people. Um, Drew Holiday. I'm sorry. Not it's letting just, it go, it's, huh? It's still. I mean, no. How can I not? Like, yeah. Uh, Chris Middleton came to play. Brooke Lopez came to play, as always. So you, you want to keep the proven playoff performance. Yeah. The only Jay way. Jay Crowder, boss man nine nine. I yeah, might still just, be back. Full bird rights. Did you see what he was tweeting? No. He after Jimmy like uh oh well his, yeah. His, yeah, it's like have some shame, my well, guy. Well, it's a it's a Marquette thing. Yeah, but that team eliminated you, and oh, yeah. he made you look stupid. Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't care about that to be honest. It's just like have some shame. Yeah, I mean, Crowder probably feels like he didn't play enough. That you know, he, he I didn't lose the Bucks lost the series. I was just there. He was. He was courtside for that. He wasn't wasn't on the court. Man, this that game much. good as hell. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. The only way 
I mean, I, I think this would even not work out. It would have to be a sign and trade if either of those guys were leaving. I mean, you just letting either Chris or Brooke walk is would be a disaster class. Like you just can't. Like they need, and it's up to them. I mean, maybe there's a world out there where you just can't. But it does sound like both of those guys for the right contract will come back. You just have to do it and figure it out later. Um, if if you know they continue to age or whatever, which obviously they, I mean they will. If they continue to to age rapidly on court, I mean, you just have to figure it out later. Or if maybe this is the right sign and trade, which I doubt. But you cannot, by any circumstance, let either of those guys walk and free. That's a huge loss. I mean, look at the Mavs losing uh, Jalen Brunson last year, and just how hard it is when you're in that position with some big contracts already without a lot of draft assets, you know, you get desperate real fast when you just don't have talent there. And even if there's flaws, the Bucks certainly have a lot of talent in Chris and Brooke. And, you know, I don't think they're as far away as losing in five in the first round looks, especially as we talked about earlier, as we watch the Miami Heat go to the finals. So, Yeah, just... Yeah, you, you can't you can't lose the assets. You absolutely yeah. can. I'm just it's just I just had a moment of like, oh my god, what if they lose the ass? Like, what if they lose Chris and Brooke for nothing? Yeah, you can't, you can't. So basically, all of that to say, this reporting does not surprise me. No, but good job on Jordan for coaching yes. coaching and, his and Mark out of Mark. Yeah, Mark. Good job, Mark too. Mark did okay. <laughs> mostly Jordan. Yeah, mostly Jordan. Um, I remembered something else, but now I forgot it. Uh, it was going to be good, too. The Boston Celtics? No, I, I'll always remember this playoffs for Boston. No, I said, are you the Boston Celtics? Oh. Getting out of play. <laughs> the guy who tweeted, there's a Celtics fan, and I, I see it. Like He's getting dunked on every day now, multiple, multiple times. Oh, yeah. yeah. He tweeted, like, uh, Bucks losing five games to the Miami Heat. You know, imagine if this happened to the Celtics. No one would ever let it go or something like that. And they're not going to let it go. We are, they're, they're not letting it go. That, that you're, You were right, sir. You were right yep. indeed. Um, and they, yeah, I think what I think uh, someone was like, yeah, I can't imagine the Celtics ever doing this. Well, start imagining, buddy. Well, they're probably not going to lose in five. That's the good news. Um, nope. They're going to get swept. Could oh. you imagine if both, uh, like, let's say the 0. 0.0, like, or 1.0 times 10 to the negative one thousandth possibility that both teams come back from 0-3 deficits. I wouldn't enjoy hoop anymore. I wouldn't either because it's clearly uh, I want, script right I now. want my Nuggets Heat finals. Same. But yeah, that Sorry, would be what were you about to say? I've remembered. Seems like Ty Lu's probably not moving. Unfortunately, yeah, I thought about that earlier too. it's the it's, extension it's, has not happened, but here's what really tipped me a little bit. Phoenix rolled out some more coaching interviews, including Jordy Fernandez, my my white whale, would love Jordy. Uh, I think Charles Lee was on there and somebody else as well. So probably not something you do if you feel like your Ty Lu is imminent. Was it, was it Bud on that list? Uh, he no, was not on their on the first interviews. list. He was on yeah. their first. But that I don't was think just Bud's like, actually interviewed anyway. I don't think so. I hope he doesn't go to Philly for his own sake. I hope he. I hope he just takes some time. Yeah. Always, always wishing the best for Bud. Yeah, uh, th- I've I saw so- this isn't a rumor, just like an idea. It would be cool if he went and took over for Pop in a couple of years. That would be cool. That would be cool. Take over the Wemby ship. Oh my God! Yeah, can you like 
Man, Pop getting like the Spurs getting Wembenyama's. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's so good. And the, and I think uh, Mark Stein also said that uh, the Tim Duncan, Manu, and Tony Parker are going to come back and mentor him. Oh wow, that's neat. Yeah, like none of them are going to sign on as like actual uh, assistant head coaches. Like I know Tim Duncan in the he past has been to. assistant. Yeah, uh, but they're the apparently the expectation is that they'll regularly be there. And helping That's him out. Pretty cool. Just at least, at least him. Don't learn anything off court from Tony Parker. No, absolutely not. Yeah, be careful with Tony Parker. But although that is a national hero to Wemby, so yeah, just just take the on court stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on that. Uh, um, yeah, I, I think Bud taking over in San Antonio would be super cool. Uh, if we if we see him end up there as an assistant, I've got to imagine that's the plan. I know everyone thought uh, Etoile Messina that was going to be the thing. Uh, obviously didn't really work out for him. Although now he's a head coach in Europe of, I think of a great team over there. So it's not like it didn't work out, but didn't end up being the Spurs coach, but I think would make so much sense there. I believe, oh no, I think he's from Arizona, but kind of Southwest area. Um, obviously came up through the Spurs originally. And I think not really many options that would make more sense as the long-term successor there. If that is what he wants to do. And if Pop's going to stop coaching anytime soon, it, Pretty obvious he's going to be able to coach for the Spurs as long as he wants to, and as well he should. Yeah, it's well deserved, and who, he's going to turn Wembenyama into a monster. Yeah. Uh, one thing. Would, I, uh, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. This is a different thing. You can go. Oh, do you do you buy into the hype that he's going to be like an All Star no. candidate day one? No, no. I don't no, no, either. No. Uh, I think he's a little Giannis esque uh, in that I think he's going to be. Maybe he ends up great offensively, and Giannis isn't a great comp, but I think he's going to be a much better defensive player early on. I think his yeah. offense is going to take some work. Massive. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't you don't even have to be a skilled defender at his size, but he is. A, I think, he is and, 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 and that's the thing yeah. is that he is a skilled defender at his size. Maybe he will be. I, like I, I could see him contending for all defensive teams, like. In his first three years, at, at minimum, probably his first two years. Like, I think he's going to be great on that. And I think offensively, it's just going to take some time. Like, there's the clip that goes around from a couple of years ago of Kenny Lofton just like putting him under the basket. Like, you know, as well as he moves, I think he's going to struggle with well, NBA to be, strength. To be fair, to be fair, Kenny Lofton Kenny does Lofton. it to everyone. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I know people are oh undrafted. Kenny Lofton do it. Like, it's not. He's not, the only reason he's on any radar whatsoever is because he does do that to everyone. I mean, I saw him. He looked like Shaq playing against the herd, dude. Like that's a, a hard player to keep away from the basket. Um, but I just think like his he didn't shoot the ball well percentage wise from three. I know he has good shooting touch. He takes all these silly shots. I think the offense will take a little while, but I think he's going to come in and be a defensive monster on the weak side right away. Yeah, it, it's going to be yeah. It's imagine Taco Fall but coordinated. Yeah, yeah. Remember Taco Fall? Guy's a beast in two K. But uh, uh, no, all those damn my team cards. It's amazing. I I look forward to the the ninety nine Taco Fall every year. Sick. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I like my seven six guys who just yeah, absolutely Wemby jersey. Oh no, Rohan would never wear a jersey. Wemby basketball no. card heading to Rohan's house soon that he can put on a shelf somewhere. <laughs> Uh, did you see that? Do you see uh, Taco was actually at game game two of the no. Celtics Heat, and he he has he has a kid now. Congrats to congrats oh. to him and his uh and his partner. But uh, like uh, people were making jokes, like, "Oh man, that baby's six four. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <It's> just, like, <laughs> he's just 
It's, like, it's just a like five, five, ten, two year old Taco Fall Junior. Oh man, but uh, okay, sorry, I took us off. No, you're good. Um, the other thing I don't think we talked about on the last pod is Doc Rivers got fired by the Sixers, so they're now in the head coaching hunt as well, and Doc is available. Listen, yeah. would not be a good coach. Would not be a joke like Mark Jackson. I will. I think. I think Doc is almost underrated at this point. Thought he had I mean, a good. He had a good year coaching the Sixers. Yeah, this was his best did. season. It took him he four did. years to figure out how to do it, but year four was a good year. D- and it still ends all the same. Well, you know, Embiid and Harden, I think, could do that to literally anyone. That's fair. That is fair. And but, however, don't make me pick. I don't want Doc. Mo- yeah. Okay, good. I, <laughs> between, let me be clear. I don't want. But Doc. if this hypothetical is like the head coaching job for the Milwaukee Bucks comes down between Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson, it's a clear choice. I would, I would no. I will not yes. participate. There is a clear choice. Uh, no, there's there a guy is a, there, who's a real there's coach. A clear, no, Ty, there is a clear choice. I will just refuse to participate in the activity. Uh, I don't like that. Out of print. Out no, of principle. Come on. One of them's a real coach, Rohan. I agree. I 100% well, you agree. Gotta, it's you Doc gotta, Rivers. You got to pick. You're getting into political it's waters Doc. here. It's Doc. Pick it's the Doc. shinier turd. It's Doc. Let's. Okay. It's, I'm, I, I agree that it's Doc. But if. If it well, comes down do it. to it, it already happened. I know. I'm saying if it comes down to Doc Rivers and Mark Jackson, the Bucks fit. Yeah, clearly, hundred yeah. percent. Horrible. That's the point I'm trying. To yeah. Make. No, I get you. I would just want them to fail better. Yes. No, there is no failure tie. It's tough to success. Okay. Now. <laughs> <sighs> what you don't fail? I love the difference between the Giannis. Bucks posted stuff that is posted by the Bucks social team news accounts and Giannis's actual posts because it's like, I'm tired of the disrespect. I'm coming. Picture of Giannis taken by team photographers. And then Giannis is like, where would you be drafted and what NFL team? And like all this silly. He's, he, he's making, he's just making TikToks. He's making though, TikToks. Yeah. And the real ones are just like shitty, honest quality selfies and like anything like in a team context. That's like the, the cool, edgy Bucks posts, and it's so funny to see the contrast. I'm just you like, can you can absolutely tell which ones are Giannis and which ones are not. Yeah. Giannis. I mean, Giannis is like it's Giannis did like the who would win in a one on one all time basketball thing, and he popped up and he was so excited about it. It was so it was so wholesome. Yeah, like I mean, I would get excited too if I if my yeah. image popped up. It's not going to ever, but well, you never know. Yeah. It's like uh, those, future uh, future Nepal basketball legend Rohan Kadi. Oh yeah, what or, or should I go for? Uh, was it Iraq or Iran? Where Nafi Mashruki is? I think it was Iran. Yeah, it was Iran. Yeah, watch out, watch out, Iran. Watch out, Nafi Mashruki. <laughs> let me rephrase that. Um, I can say. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else we need to talk about then? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think we've covered pretty much all of it now that Rohan is taking the tie role of wading into murky geopolitical waters. And, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's a fun one. I'm glad it was at the end of the I hope I hope our Iranian listeners know Rohan meant no disrespect. Uh, absolutely no disrespect. I'm saying I'm, I'm I'm saying I'm like I'm gonna be good on your basketball. Yeah, it was that's actually what he means. That's what he means. 
Yeah, I was mostly telling Nafi Mashwiki to watch out. That dunk is inc- I'm gonna go watch that video after this. If anyone does not, most people have no idea what we're yeah, talking about. Yeah, you should you should put it in the Discord too. There's a little carrot. If you're listening, you haven't joined the Discord, go to I'm just gonna put it in there info. after the, after we're done with this, just without context. Yeah, just drop it in there. I'll pin it. Yeah, we'll be good. It'll be a pin. Um, yeah, but if you want to get in the Discord, the link to that is at gspn.info, along with all of our other podcasts uh, here at GSPN. Uh, cruising for bruising, talk of the tundra, make time for this. Winning six is also on this feed, the Adam and Jordan. Um, but yeah, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Uh, make sure, uh, or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you're also subscribed. Um, make sure you leave a five star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, also, fun things you can find at gspn.info. Like I mentioned, the Discord link, playback link, Substack link. We have some fun Substack articles coming. Uh, yeah, Jordan from Eugene from uh, Master Brewer uh, from Adam. Yeah, from from or from uh, Andrew uh, maybe. Andrew, Andrew. Yeah, it's Andrew. Andrew. Uh, Andrew, as always, the, that'll be at uh, our Substack. Find that link at gspn.info. Uh, but yeah. I, I've decided, I don't think I actually said this, but I'm going to keep saying Pod Random, where it's just going to be a thing. It's yeah, been a thing. It's a little, and it's a an homage to Bud. Bud Legacy. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Bud's legacy lives on because apparently he listens to this pod. Because he said he said the core for it. In his post that nobody, everyone had to verify. Everyone was like, is this really, does Bud have Instagram? Is this really? <laughs> Pat shared it and that was... <laughs> And, you know, you can't always trust Pat on social media stuff either, but uh, it was Bud's account. I think we're, we're pretty did you, much Did sure. you see for the NBA and their Community Cares, because he's up, him and Brooke are up for the Community Cares Award, they, they tagged Pat Conistan. Oh, my God. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> I hope they ship the thing. award to didn't, – didn't, didn't NIMBY Steph Curry win it, by the way? What? Did he actually? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh my god! Wait, am I breaking this to you right now? I'm pretty sure. St- oh no, he won the Social Justice Award, which is actually even worse. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't think this one. Uh, I don't think it's been announced yet. No, yeah, it's the Social Justice Award that went to Steph, which it was no. done some great stuff, but also opposes housing being built in a whole different podcast. Go yeah. listen to Light Years for more on Steph Curry's housing takes, maybe. Probably not. Hopefully not. Uh, but yeah, pod random, and we will talk to you next time.